is going on, everybody? How y'all doing this week? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I am one-third of the host, Mr. Ron G. Uh, Kurt's running a little bit behind, waiting on Brandon to join us here. Uh, got a lot to talk about today. Some crazy things have happened in the world of wrestling in the last couple of days. Uh, a couple of newsworthy items. And... Uh, we're going to get back to the This Week in Wrestling History again this week, uh, as we've done it the last couple of weeks here. I really enjoy doing that segment. Uh, it takes me back to a lot of things that I remember uh, back in the day, um, things I hadn't thought about in years. So I definitely enjoy doing that segment. Um, so we'll have a little bit more of that today. We're going to have a little bit of a chat um, about this week's wrestling shows. Uh we're not going to go into a uh, great breakdown of each match or whatever. We're just going to kind of give our our general thoughts on, on everything. Uh, because, quite frankly, wrestling is in a little bit of a creative lull right now. So um, the shows have just been what they've been. And uh, we'll talk more about that here in a few moments. Um, Kurt's going to have some news for us. Uh, Brandon, what's going on, man? Hey, not much. Still trying to shake the car wheels off, but <laughs> you know. Oh man. How was week number two, sir? <sighs> <laughs> it's a lot going on that I'm not gonna say publicly, but you know, me and you talked about it last night. Understood. So. Understood. Oh man. But uh getting into the swing of things already? Yeah, just getting into the swing of things. Um, you know, overall, you know, we got a good, uh, we got a good bunch of students this year. So, you know, man, we're just trying to iron out some kinks and all that. And you know, of course, you know, just the grind of being in education. Period. You know, it's it's a real grind. So even, you know, okay, oh yeah, you only been working with two technically for us three weeks or whatever, but it's like you've already crammed in two months worth of stuff. So right, right. And, you know, you barely get a break. Barely, even on weekends. Sometimes you got to work. Sometimes, you know, you got to, you know, take work home with you. you. know, you barely get a break. So, you know, you just, you know, do the best you can and try to have a good work-life balance and all that. And, you know, and just, you know, do the best you can or whatever. So, Yeah, yeah. We all want to grow up so quick. Then when we get grown, we wish we could be little again. Oh, my God. And I tell them that all the time. I'm like, y'all want to be so... The cool thing that I like about the group of kids I have this year that is that they are actually children. Okay. The last two, well, especially last year, we had a group of kids that you know they just they just knew that they was grown. Like some they they just knew they was grown. But then you know you know shit hit the fan and they wanted to be kids again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's just society as a whole. So. Um, you know, this group, this, this group of kids I got this year, they, re, they're really like children. So it's easier to deal with them. But yeah, man, I tell them all the time. I'm like, you, you do not, boy, I, cause I was one of those kids that wanted to grow up too fast. And that kind of, I've kind of read myself of my own experiences and all that, especially when I got to high school. You know, I, I, I read myself of some experiences because I was trying to hurry up and be grown too fast. And then once you get out and, in this world for real and you experience what being an adult is, I'm like, man, I told actually I told the class the other day, I said, I wish I can go back to being twelve years old. Like I really do. I wish I could go back. <laughs> I wish that I could go back. Like I didn't realize 
and I don't think any of us do. Like when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't really realize how good you got it until you know it's over with. I'm like, man, you get grown, you gotta pay bills. You when you think you got a free check, something come up, something break. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like something break, somebody gets sick, somebody. <laughs> it, it just be like just a random bullshit, and it's just like I just knew I was finna go to Foot Lock. I was finna go to the mall today and just go and just buy shit. And then next thing you know, a damn pipe cracked on your car. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? And then you, How you doing, and man? Then you find a... <laughs> good, man. Good. Listen, listen, and then you listen find, to Brandon and then you Reminisce. Out, <laughs> and, then you, and then you find out that to, to get the damn car fixed is about $1,500. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, life. I think I think life, life man. <laughs> I, think, I think Brandon had a little to get off his chest. No, but not for real. Like I'm just messing around, man. man. No, no, I, I kind of did, but no, nah, for real. Like I be like these children that we have coming up, they, they want to grow up so fast and do all the stuff. They think we just having a ball. I'm man, like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude. The reason why we the little chances that we get to go out and have a ball, we just blowing off steam, player. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, the shit I'm going through right now, I, w- I would definitely trade one of these. Hey, you want my life? Take it. Shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Kurt, how was your week, man? Uh, very eventful. Okay. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> All right. Well, I will uh, share with the listeners. Um, I had to go this past Thursday for a procedure on my heart. I had to get a stent in my heart. My artery was like, like 90% blocked. I'm glad they found it early. Um, I think I'll be fine, uh, God willing. And just my new life, I start uh, embrace my new lifestyle change. Hey man, I'm just glad to hear you're okay. Same. Glad, uh, glad you're able to find that. Um, you know, going to the doctor, finding that out versus finding out the hard way. So exactly. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Not happy to hear you had to have that done, but I am happy to hear you got it done because you needed it. So, yeah, man. Well, that's the other thing about getting older. Like you know, our bodies just don't work the same anymore. So all the stuff we was able to get <laughs> did away we have with. That conversation. Like- yes, we did. <laughs> and all the stuff that we was able to get away with when we was young, especially in our twenties, oh, all the man. stuff you was able to get away with, man, and you just fought your body just fought it off like it was nothing. Now, you know, you get over 30, man, it's a different ball game. So <laughs> I got to be careful too. So absolutely. Oh man. But, uh, but in all seriousness, we're, we're glad Kurt's here with us. Um, absolutely. And he's doing okay. Doing okay. I can't talk once again. Uh, my <laughs> week was, wasn't anything crazy. Well, I say wasn't anything crazy. You guys are going to laugh at me. Like oh, at, at, at 47 years of age, I still love cereal. I can eat it all day, every day, if you let me. I went in the kitchen, poured me a bowl of cereal, put the cereal back, reached in the uh, refrigerator, grabbed a jug, went to pour, and didn't realize until I looked down that I was pouring tea into into my cereal. So... I couldn't do anything but left because I didn't look. I just reached uh, in and grabbed the drug. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought man. you was about to say water. Oh, no, no. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, look. When I was younger and we didn't have milk, 
Oh. I would do that. I wanted hey. cereal so bad. Did you hey, try what did, what did, did I made it dry before, too. I'm saying, did you try no, did it? Did you try it? Oh, hell no. Why not? Just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know what? You know what? I probably should have just for the experience and for the story to share on this show. I want to, say, I want to know how it tastes. It might not be bad. What kind of cereal was it? Say what, Kurt? What, what kind of cereal was it? Oh, it was a uh, uh, god damn it, chocolate pep- chocolate pebbles with marshmallows. Yeah, I'm a kid. Yeah, I'm still a kid, it. man. I'm still a kid. I that love probably, it. Might have, it. It might have turned out all right. It might probably would have. Yeah. But, in my, but um, in my new my in my new lifestyle change, you might need to um, read that cereal ingredients now. What it the listings? Hey, man. I'm just bunches of oats. You know, yeah, make y'all yeah, yeah, make y'all aware. Cause I, yeah. I, right yeah. now, I have to read. I have to read every label and everything I buy now. Everything. Man. Yeah. Man. Honey, 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 bunches of oats. I uh, raisin bread. <laughs> I, I, I do like um. Oh shit! Now I can't even remember what it is. But yeah, anyway, but, you know, growing up, growing up, I used to like, like raisin bread. I really did. I might need to start back eating raisin bran and uh, Cheerios, but they said that's good for your heart as well. Yeah, Cheerio- Cheerios definitely. Uh, my homeboy got me on uh, raisin bran and crunch. That's the only way I can eat raisin bran. Um, <laughs> cornflakes, honey bunches of oats. But man, I think yeah. last time I had one, I bought a big old box of honey bunches of oats and only ate one bowl of cereal out of it. And that box sat there for six months. <laughs> I hadn't had cereal in thirty. I hadn't had cereal in thirty nine years. Damn. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought I'd be serious when I'm Man, please. Uh, I couldn't Georgia. go I can go thirty five days without having a bowl of cereal. Man. Now I think because I, I ate so much it's like noodles for me. Cereal is like noodles. I ate so much of that shit growing up. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's a, that's that's me, Brandon. That's why I hadn't ate it in so long. But I love my and grandmother. Spaghetti. I ate that shit every day. I said, when I get old enough, I'm not eating cereal again in my life. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> And look, spaghetti, spaghetti, and Kool Aid is in that category now too. Well, I love. I'm like, I, I had so much that I had so much of that. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually had Kool like real Kool Aid. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I drank so much of that shit. Yeah. I, I love spaghetti though. Love. Yeah, but I, yeah, my dad used to when I used to live with my biological dad, we ate spaghetti at least four out of seven nights a week. Oh damn. Oh, God. And that's too much. Yeah, that's too much. That's all he used to cook. Yeah, that's all I used to eat. I, you know, I was like, I want to welcome uh, Coach Clyde or Coach Kyle. <clears throat> I'm sorry uh, to the to the show. Thank you for joining us. Um, about to get started here, just talking about um, talking about cereal. <laughs> okay, Kyle, just, gotcha. Kyle, gotcha. see. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Say what, Brandon? He was saying Kyle with the C in the comment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is Wrestling With My Thoughts. Uh, we're about to get started here, just having a little bit of conversation about me pouring tea into my cereal, and then that led <laughs> off into a whole different set of conversation. Um, but we got a lot to talk about this week, guys. Um, I, I want to start off with what is absolutely the news of the day. Um, Cash Wheeler of... FTR was arrested um, on charges of assault with a fire, aggravated assault with a firearm. 
um, which was, which is a third degree felony. Um, now his road rage incident, which allegedly where this stemmed from, all of that to the side. Um, let's talk about some wrestling stuff immediately, and then address the the legal side of it. Um, what do y'all think? Do y'all think this means anything for him and the Wembley show? It could. I'm not sure, but I think it's gonna mean something overall with his. Um, it could mean something overall with his him being employed with AEW. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm about to play a clip here of of him and his lawyer um, in the courtroom, and the judge doesn't make any mention of travel restrictions. But I think he still would have to contend with um, travel to the UK. Um, I know they should, they banned Snoop Dogg for for being uh, guilty of being found with weed on him or some shit like that. So we'll see. But let me see if I can find see if I can find that clip that I sent you guys. Um, yeah, man. As soon as you as soon as you mentioned that story. Um, Brandon, oh, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry about that, good technical shit on this program, folks, um, but when you told me that, that news, Brandon, I knew it was him, I, I just, (laughs) for whatever reason, I knew it was him, um, he's the firecracker out of the crew, yeah, because as soon as I pulled it up on Google, I'm like, yep, I knew it. But uh, the clip I'm about to play, play is of him and his lawyer in the courtroom uh, answering to the charges. Is it playing? Yeah, we can't hear that, Ron. It's too low. Say what? It's too low. It's too low. We, can't, we hear. can't hear that. Okay, hold on. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you what might work. I didn't know he was that young. He's only 36 years old. Yeah. Is that better? No. Try to hold into the mic. Yeah. I I don't know why it's not playing any louder. Let me see. See if this will work. Nope, that's not going to work anyway. Um, so yeah, but anyway, that's him and his, uh, his attorney answering to the, uh, to the charges. Um, they set bond at $2,500. Um, he told him that he would have to turn over all of the firearms that he owns to the the sheriff's office, uh, until the, uh, until the trial is over or whatever or before, uh, until a verdict is, is reached or whatever. Um, but I didn't hear anything about a travel ban. And what you guys couldn't hear in that clip, apparently the uh, the judge is a little bit of a fan because at the end of everything, he's, you know, telling everybody what's what. And then when he excuses them from the courtroom, he was like, and good to see you. I'm like, what the? No, it's not good to see me. <laughs> I'm in front of you for aggravated assault with a firearm. No, it's not good to see oh, me. Oh, that, that might mean that if the judge like him, you know. Yeah, and, he, and according to his lawyer, that's the first time he had ever been in any trouble. So uh, nothing might come to this at all. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I read that. So that was the first time he had ever been in any trouble. So he might be okay. And Coach Kyle said that the, I'm assuming you mean the uh, the bond money was was very low. I thought so too. Nah, he's, nah, he's, he's talking about the sound. You're talking about the sound. But the, oh. that, that bond was very low. Twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's very low. So it's uh, we'll see what happens, man. Um, I don't know how much I was looking forward to FTR versus the young. Well, yes, I was. I was looking forward to it because I wanted to see if FTR. Or I want to see if FTR can can pull the young books to a good match. Um, it's in Florida, Coach Kyle. Um, uh, Brandon, what do you think about um, this possibly affecting the 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 card for Wembley Stadium? Uh, well, if he doesn't get to go to the UK, it's going to be a whole lot of disappointing fans. <laughs> yeah. the time, and I'm like, the timing, I was just looking at it, and I was like, man, the timing of this shit couldn't have been any better. <laughs> but, you know, man, hopefully, you know, he, you know, since he's, you know, if he's a first time offender and everything, and it just, to, because to me, you know, a lot of times, man, with road rage in the heat of the moment, and I have seen some things, and, you know, just luckily nobody got hurt or anything like that. But hopefully they just go ahead and just, hey, man, just here, pay a fine. Don't do it again. And then they let him go on about his life. Just give him another chance. All right? I just want to know what reached the point that he felt like he needed to pull his gun. That is a great <laughs> question. Oh, like man. I said, I, I remember sitting at a red light one time here in Union City, as a matter of fact. And, um... I'm sitting at a red light, and I just seen this dude just jump out of his car and point this, jumped out of his car and point a gun directly in this, in the side of this guy's face. And he's sitting in his truck, big semi truck. And I was sitting up here like, now you in this big ass semi truck. I'll run his ass over. But, you know, like, I, I, and, and I had literally just pulled up. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what the hell did he cut him off or something? I couldn't figure out exactly what happened. So it's interesting to, it's interesting to be like, what the hell made you want to get out and do that? Some yeah, of the stuff right. be real minor. Like, it's just somebody just cuts you off or whatever. And instead, of, and some people, you know, most times, you know, most folks just flip you off and keep on going. But some people, like, really take it all the way left. So, yeah, man, it's uh, – speaking of Wembley Stadium, we have to apologize to, to the folks listening. Or I should, I think, because I think I'm the one that actually said it. Um, the Wembley show is not – today <laughs> it's not today it's next weekend um so apologize for that error um we'll talk more about that uh later in the show um oh yeah i do I want to mention y'all y'all do know um i, I can't remember if i told y'all now y'all do know AEW's in atlanta this week mm. on wednesday yeah I, I think you said that yeah yeah yeah, yeah we did heavily i'm heavily Cause, Cause I don't know if y'all two gonna make it out that night, but I'm hip since I'm close. I'm actually closer to the arena, and so I'm heavily considering actually going to that show. Cause they at the uh, Gwinnett Arena, right? Yeah, and I'm about maybe 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away, okay. if that. Yeah. So I'm heavily considering going to that show. Yeah, I would not be there. I yeah, yeah I can't. I can I was gonna let him feed. Yeah, I. I well, for one, I don't go anywhere at night anyway anymore. Yeah. But, um. But no, I will not be there. So enjoy. I'll let y'all, if I go, I'm about to say if I go, I'll let y'all. I will let y'all know. That might be a um, that might be a 
just I'm probably gonna end up being a solo trip. That's all right. <laughs> all right, folks, we're gonna jump on over to this week in wrestling history. Last week I tried to somewhat freestyle it. That shit just didn't work, so I'm going back to my note taking. Um, this week in wrestling history for the week of August the 14th through August the 19th. Um, August the 14th really didn't have anything of note in terms of things happening um, with with regards to wrestling promotions. But on August 14th, Bob Backlund was born in 1949. Kofi Kingston was born in 1981. And wow. Johnny, not Joey, but Johnny Gargano was born in 1987. Look at Ron finally getting a man now. <laughs> and you know what? I probably wouldn't have had I not had it written in front of me. Um, you'd, have had, you'd have read it and still got his name wrong, man. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's be real. Uh, I don't know why I always call him Joey. I have no... No earthly clue why I call that dude Joey. I, I think I think that's a southern thing because we know a lot of us call people by the wrong name. <laughs> Kurt, right. you know somebody that calls somebody pop all kind of people by the wrong name. Yeah, that's I true think too. it's a southern thing. <laughs> On August the fifteenth in two thousand four, Kane defeated Matt Hardy at SummerSlam to win the right <laughs> to win the right to marry Lita. In the first and only till death do us part match. That robbery was crazy as hell. <laughs> yes, it was. That. that shit was crazy as hell. Oh man. In a good way. Um also in two thousand four, uh at the same SummerSlam event, Randy Orton defeated Chris Benoit to become the youngest ever world champion at the age of twenty four. Wow, I was pissed. Wait a minute. I think Brock beat that, didn't he? No. Okay. Right. That was after Brock lived. Okay. The first right. time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I was thinking then. Never mind. Just ignore yeah, me. He, brought, he beat Brock. And Brock beat The Rock, I think. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. 2010, Satoshi Kojima won the G1 Climax Tournament by beating Hiroshi Tanahashi in the final. Um, birthdays on August 15th, just because... Kazuo Yamasaki, born in 1962. Um, August, August 16th, 1990, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Pat O'Connor passed away um, at the age of 65. Back, wow. in, back in 2001, the first ever live SmackDown on UPN. Uh, this show introduced the the the. SmackDown set with the fist like coming through the glass or whatever. That's the one I always one best, one of the best sets of all time. Yes, yes, and uh, he had, hands down, and had uh, Marilyn Manson's "The Beautiful People" as its theme music. And I wish they would have kept that the whole way. <laughs> uh, Two thousand four, um, Raw had an episode where Evolution turned on Randy Orton. On August 16th, 2004. I remember that. It's classic. Yeah. That's classic. Picked him up. Uh, Batista picked him up on his shoulders and they were clapping. All of a sudden, Triple H gave oh, the thumbs down. That was it. All right. 2009, uh, at TNA Hard Justice, Kurt Angle beat Matt Morgan and Sting to retain the TNA World Championship. Samoa Joe beat Homicide to win the X Division title. 
and uh, Kevin Nash beat Mick Foley to win the TNA Legends title. Man, I talk about I talk a lot of shit about uh, AEW having a million titles. Um, TNA had a million too. Do you, Kurt, do you remember all the titles that TNA had over the years? I do. I oh, do. Wow. And they did have a lot. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, carrying on in 2010, uh, Seamus beat Zack Ryder, now known as by his real name, Matt Cordona, uh, in the shortest championship match in wrestling history. Uh, either you want to take a stab at, at how quick that match was. One second. Close. At least three, three seconds. It was, it was 11 seconds. <laughs> That's why I say close. It went too far off of that. He beat uh, Zack Ryder in 11 seconds. Um, birthdays for August the 16th. Uh, Fritz Von Erich, patriarch of the Von Erich family, was born in 1929. Dick Murdoch was born in 1946. Mr. Cedric Alexander was born in 1989. August 17th, uh, 1997, ECW held its second pay-per-view, Hardcore Heaven. Uh, this is a, the pay-per-view that was headlined by Shane Douglas beating Terry Funk and Sabu to win the ECW heavyweight title. Uh, let's see, 2008. Uh, SummerSlam was the first pay-per-view of the PPG era. PPG era. PG era. Shut up. <laughs> um... On that card, Taker beat Edge in a Hell in a Cell match. And I want to say... Classic. The match was, yes. But I want to say that I didn't realize this was the first pay-per-view of the PG era. But it makes sense now because that match was tame in comparison to some of the other Hell in a Cell matches. There was no blood. Right. That's what I'm saying. It was no no blood, nobody going crazy. Um but anyway, uh, in 2010, Alberto Del Rio with Ricardo Rodriguez. I can't remember how he used to say that. Uh, makes his WWE debut on SmackDown, beating Rey Mysterio in the main event by submission and then injuring him after the match. It's a shame how that man's career went. It's a, yeah. He should have been much He couldn't get out of his own way. He couldn't get out of his own way. He could. He should have been much bigger and more revered than what he is now. Yeah. He really like Alberto Del Rio had it, especially that whole entrance. And that's one of my favorite entrances, by the way. He Ricardo come out and he did the tongue roll and everything, and it it was awesome. And I'm just like, man, he just man Alberto just he still can't get out of his own way. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Kurt. I used to think that Alberto Del Rio. Um, was just a ripoff of Tito Santana's gimmick late in his run in WWE. Do you remember that? I do not. Yeah, he was El Matador. Oh yeah, well, I, I think it was even match. it was either before. I or, remember that. That was terrible. Yeah, it was either before or after that, where um, Santana was like this this rich guy now or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember that. I, I like, never liked Alberto Del Rio. I never liked him at all. Really? Well, I mean, never. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't. I never understood the push behind him. Why they pushed him so far? I never liked him at all. I think because they were trying to um, capitalize like on a Hispanic audience. You know, you already had Ray. I think Eddie had just died a couple years prior, and they were trying to 
like I hate to say find the next Eddie Guerrero or something, but I think that's kind of what it was. But as far as the gimmick, I personally, I like the gimmick or whatever, especially when he was a heel. I ain't like that shit he did when he was a babyface talking about, you know, life shit or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, you're in a mess. You're a rich Mexican aristocrat. That's how I like him. He was an asshole. I didn't like neither one. Neither verse. Yeah, but that, I guess you know. I guess he gave you. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I guess he gave you those vibes because we found out later on that he's he's not such a good person. Nah, man, <laughs> um, total asshole. In 2014, Suplex City was born uh, when Brock Lesnar took on John Cena at SummerSlam, giving him 16 German <laughs> suplexes. Um, a long night. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, at that same event, Stephanie McMahon took on Brie Bella, wrestling for the first time since 2003. Damn it, man. An 11-year break. Uh, <laughs> you'll appreciate this birthday. Um, Dick DeGo was born in 1969. <laughs> Dick Togo. I, 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 I know. Uh, I born know. in 1969. <laughs> Paige, otherwise known by her real name as Soraya, was born in 1992. Damn it, man. That was only two years before I graduated. Shit. Yeah, Ron. All right. August, I didn't know I was older than her. <laughs> August 18th, uh, 1993. The Shockmaster makes his first and only appearance if y'all ain't never seen that, go back and watch. That's some of the funniest shit you ever seen in your life. I was just about to say, check out uh, Clash of Champions 24 uh, and the introduction of the Shockmaster. You hear, you hear Ric Flair in the background cussing. <laughs> what, what was supposed to happen was the Shockmaster was supposed to run through this gimmick wall and make his big debut. There were two things that happened. One, the helmet they gave this dude was nothing more than a Star Wars Stormtrooper helmet yep. covered in glitter, blue glitter. The second thing is, whoever built the damn wall put a board right there about foot level. So when, yep. when Shockmaster goes running to go through the wall, he trips and falls through the wall and the helmet comes off. And you hear Ripley in the background go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then everybody on the set, all the heat up there, everybody trying not to laugh. <laughs> yes. But you can help it. And, and we're looking like, what the and then, fuck? And then he had to get up and straighten himself up. And do it. I was just like, you know what, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to get up, put the helmet back on, straighten it up, and do it. And do that. I am here. Man. And then when they came time had him, he just came on out in his old regular. That shit went over. Shout out to to Tubbo. Went over like a screen door in a submarine. Oh, 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 man. Um, Then in 1996, on August 18th, um, HBK beat Vader in the main event of... uh, SummerSlam, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the match where he gets pissed off at Vader at some point during the match, and you can actually see and hear him yelling at at, at Vader, calling him a uh, fat ass, uh, telling him to get the fuck up, all of this stuff. 
Um, and no I way. can't remember what happened. I don't remember what Vader did to get that. I just, I just don't like. I, I've, I've seen that match. I just don't like the fact that Vader didn't just get up and just beat the shit out of him after that. I'm sorry, cause I'm like, man, back in the day, Shawn Michael should have got his ass whooped so many times, man. Like for real, cause he was just a, he was an asshole too. He'd tell you that himself, but yeah. there's so many, there's so many times in the ring. I'm like, somebody should just shock, somebody should just sock the shit out of him for real, just to <laughs> shut him up. That's all he, that's all he need. Nobody ever whooped his ass. That's that's all it was with him. Ain't nobody oh. ever whooped his ass. <laughs> Um, and uh, another they thing, was, you know, they were scared to touch him, so you know why. So you know, yeah. Cause another thing about him was uh, allegedly he didn't wash his ring gear very much, if at all. And no. when you would go to wrestle him, he would stink. <laughs> somebody so, Vader, yeah. No, I'm saying somebody should have. Somebody should have. Like the thing with Shawn Michaels back in the day was that nobody, nobody would whoop his ass. And you know why would nobody like legitimately whoop his ass? Because he was the golden boy in the company. He got in trouble. Oh, those Marines whooped his ass, though. Or that oh, Marine, I, I should say. I forgot all about that. But Steve, um, so, <laughs> hey, man. That's all That's all Sean needs. He, he just needs to somebody just go in there and just whoop his ass. Man, he shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, birthday, uh, Tony Guerrilla was born in 1946. And the good doctor, Tom Pritchard, was born in 1959. Tom Pritchard. Uh, August 19th, uh, 1975, Jim Londos passes away due to a heart attack. And uh, August of 75 was just a couple of months before my birthday. My uh, original birthday. Anyway, 2001, uh, in the middle of the invasion angle, The Rock beat Booker T for the WCW heavyweight title at SummerSlam. And Edge beat Lance Storm to reclaim the uh, WWF or WWE IC title. Uh, 2008, Ronda Rousey wins her first and only Raw Women's title at SummerSlam. I didn't know, realize that she had, she had only won the women's title once. Nah, she won it. You know they got them two brands. Oh, I know that. Now. I know that. I was just saying, I I was shocked that she only held that particular title once. I thought she held it a couple of times, actually. Nah. <laughs> Rhonda who? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I knew it was you, Hill Club. I can see your, uh, uh, your profile picture, Red. Welcome, welcome. Uh, and then birthdays. Tim Horner was born in 1959. Lillian Garcia, how old do you guys think Lillian Garcia is? Fifty. Not quite. Not quite. She was born in nineteen seventy three. I didn't realize she was around my age. Yep. Uh yeah, she's fifty. She was born in nineteen seventy three, she'd be fifty. She's fifty. Because I'll be fifty next month. Yeah, she's 50. Hello. Hello. I'm thinking forty nine. Y'all, math wasn't my favorite subject in school, okay? Oh, 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 we can tell you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I deserve it because I'm normally the one taking the digs. Now I'm receiving one, getting a dose of my own damn medicine. I told, look, I'm one of them. I'm the I'm, I'm the king of the I'm the, I'm the king of the alley oop. I gotta do throw. I gotta do throw it up, man. I'm gonna finish. 
and then last but not least with the birthday on August 19th, the creepy-ass Velveteen Dream in 1995. The Velveteen Dream, baby. Yeah. I, <laughs> Velveteen that cat, man, when, when he got into all that mess going on with him, I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? And that's another one that just got in his own way. Yeah. Because he could have had a damn good career. He had a hell of a character. Yeah, make you uncomfortable at times. <laughs> but he did his shit and he was good at it. And I appreciated the fact, like, for all the big shows, he went and paid homage to some of the legends or whatever. Cause he did a um he did a Hulk Hogan entrance or whatever, and had to get you know, yeah, he I was dope. Then he was dope, and then he just got in his own way. And he's not been singing in the wrestling ring since, and probably will never ever wrestle again. So, man, damn, I don't know what became of him since, but uh, yeah, creepy ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> did uh, did did anything of of note in the news this week happen, Kurt? Well, um, Hill Club, I think he posted something in our Facebook page, but. Uh, last week at Collision, uh, Matt, Matt Hardy and Christopher Danielson were turned away from entering the building. When they said it had something to do with CM Punk and what happened with the Young Bucks and all that stuff last week. Yeah. And, you know, Christopher Danielson, he's the um, title relations uh, manager for uh, Ring of Honor, and they wouldn't let him in the building. Yeah, yep. Not with CM Punk series. <laughs> I was like... But what did Matt Hardy have to do with it? That's what I'm kind of confused about. Um, Matt Hardy has been on Twitter. Uh, he He's on the side of the Bucks. So basically, I guess, if, if you're siding with the Bucks and all of that, he don't want anything to do with you. But I do know that he's been on Twitter, and he's voiced his support of the Young Bucks during that whole fight situation with CM Punk and uh, Ace Steel. And then... Okay. I think from what one of the things I read or one of the stories I read suggested that possibly uh, the reason Punk did that is because when he came back, they didn't, they wouldn't bring back a steal. And, you know, that was his guy. Right. Uh So I guess Punk may be looking at it as like, look, if if this guy can't come in to help (laughs) with creative, I don't want him here. So I don't know. Um, it's a, it, as much as I like punk, I, I, I don't want to shit on him for this, but I don't know what's going on, but it, 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 now ain't the time to be petty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But then after the show last Saturday, after it went off the air, he cut a promo inside the ring to where they read Nelson's reporting that they, he was trying to turn heel, but the people in the crowd wasn't buying into it. So that didn't go over well. Then he turned around and said it was all a joke, but. So there's a big, big mess right now. Yeah, it is. It really is. It, that that promo he cut on on Adam Page was. I, I don't know what brought that. I mean, it, it may be what you said, Kurt, but I, I don't know what brought that on. Um, so it, it, yeah, Hill Club, you're right. That it, it makes perfect sense now that you say that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just an ugly situation. Yeah, and then the other thing is right now at press time, um, the All In Show in Wembley, they got eighty thousand five hundred forty-four tickets out. That's surpassed in the nineteen ninety-two SummerSlam. 
And if they get, get past 80,709, that'd be more than the uh, WrestleMania 32 in 2016. Damn. Yeah. And one day fake said there was 100,000 fans in there. <laughs> well, yeah, they said, was that, that's a, was that the one in Dallas? Yep. Yeah. Dallas, they said there was like 125,000 or something like that. I'm like, now there is no way. And and that's the thing with WWE when they announce attendance at their shows. And and I get it, I guess, for to to make it look good. But um, people in the building versus tickets sold are two totally different things. Yep. And that's what they were, that's what he reported. That's exactly, he said the same thing. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, so it's, I mean, I, I, I have to give AEW their, uh, their props, man. Um, I don't know if the fans in the UK are just such huge fans of AEW, if they're just starving for some major promotion wrestling and, and no offense to any UK promotions, but, um, I, I don't know. But for them to push out over 80,000 tickets, that's, I mean, I got to give it to them. Yep. Yeah, so I, just, I think uh, that WrestleMania Dallas probably would have at least had maybe it would have been close to a hundred thousand if they were doing the sets like how they're doing for the um, PLEs now. Yeah. Oh God! Now. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Oh, what, yeah. Whatever. Really. Anyway, <clears throat> I think they would have. I think they if they would have done the sets like the pay per views now, they probably would have. They had ninety five thousand tickets sold easy. So. Yes, because I mean, shit with the with the the. Pontiac Dome show at, at WrestleMania three. For years, they said that was a 90,000 90, person crowd, but the true attendance was something closer to like seventy, seventy five, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because WWE uh, has a bad habit of even counting the tickets they gave away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh well. man. Um. Did. Did either one of you guys get a chance to check out the Marty Jannetty Dark Side of the Ring episode for the season finale? Yes, I did. I, I, I did. I didn't. I forgot to record it when I went on YouTube to find it. I couldn't find it. Well, find the whole thing. Yeah, I found a excuse me a couple on uh, on YouTube. <clears throat> they wouldn't let them play. And yeah. I'm I'm hearing. Well, they don't have anything to do with WWE, so I don't know that that makes sense. Um, what I was about to say, I have been reading that since the the um, merge with uh, what you call it UFC or whatever, um, that WWE is really starting to crack down on stuff that isn't you know officially licensed from them, like fan videos and stuff like that. So, huh. but that don't have anything to do with the uh, dark side. So, but anyway. Um, Life according to, to Marty Jannetty. This man has lived an interesting life. Um, <laughs> and I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. Um, he, he mumbles every interview I've seen with him, uh, in recent years, he kind of mumbles through them. And you really have to pay attention to what he's, what he's got to say. Um, cause it's hard to understand him. And I'm assuming that's because a combination of drug use and uh, years in the wrestling business. Um, and he's in a, a wheelchair now, isn't he, Kurt? Not uh, just on and off. He can walk. He okay. just got a bad ankle. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, this dude, uh, I don't know if uh, anybody listening heard it a couple of years ago, whatever it's been now, but he, he started telling the story of, of having murdered somebody when he was like 12, 13 years old um, here in Macon, Georgia. Um, wait, wait, not Macon. I can't remember where it is now, but he's somewhere in Georgia, wherever he's from. I can't remember it right now, but... Um, what do you think of the episode, Kurt? And did you learn anything about him that you didn't know? Thank you, Kill Club Columbus. Hold on one second, John. Okay. Now, what were you? What were you about to say, Brandon? I was just about to say Hill Club said it was in Columbus. Okay. Yeah, supposedly behind a, uh, a bowling alley in Columbus, and a lit, he he says he called a family member. Um, the story goes that it was his brother that helped him dump the body into the, uh, the Chattahoochee. Um, so, God damn. And, and ironically, I've been talking about the Chattahoochee river all week. <laughs> and now he's claiming that that was all part of an angle, a wrestling angle. Now, I don't know what wrestling angle he's thinking of, I, I, maybe that's something he was trying to say was a, a story from an old wrestling angle. I don't know, but you you don't know what to believe with what Marty Jannetty says. What's real and what's bullshit? Oh. Um, there's a widely known story that he was uh, flirting with a girl, dating dating a girl, something like that, and found out that it was actually his daughter. What? Yeah. And rumor has it that he still wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, turned off by that idea, I'll say, um, and, and was trying to, to find somebody basically to tell him that it was okay. Yeah, it's, it's just a crazy life. No. Now, I don't know that he I, did. I don't know that he did. I hope not. I'm going to tell you what I think. That, I think he's full of shit. <laughs> I think he's full of shit. And I think, I think most of 99% of the shit come out of his mouth is a lie. That's what I take from him. Yeah, I mean, um, who was it? Other than, other than him getting fired all the goddamn time. <laughs> Brian Last said that um, he seems to have some sort of grotesque uh, thrill from doing this. Like he, because he's telling some of these stories and he's laughing. Yeah. And it, like one story about the, the girl in the hotel room, ODing or whatever, and, and the sheet clothesliner. And he's laughing through that story. Like that's not funny. The old girl got put in the ambulance. And she had OD'd and was, was flopping around or whatever, allegedly. And she couldn't get her to calm down, so he clotheslined her. And she ended up getting put in the back of the ambulance. So I, I agree with you, Kurt. I think a large part of what comes out of his mouth is pure horseshit. Um, because I, I, I just can't see this, all this stuff happening to this guy and him never either been caught or anything done for him or whatever. So, um, what did you think? Of, well, for the episodes that you saw, what did you guys think of, uh, this season, the dark side of the ring. What'd you think of it, Brandon? Um, this is by far probably one of my favorite seasons. Um, because there were a lot of uh, 
episodes about, you know, guys that I like, you know, Bam Bam. Oh, damn. Now I'm drawing them. Now, now I want to draw a blank. <laughs> but, now, Bam, but you know, Bam, but you know, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow is one of my all time favorites. And they did the one with Magnum TA was this season too, right? And yeah, so it's just, I, I, I've always, um, I've always, ever since they first started it, I've always enjoyed the series and listening to the stories. Oh, Abdul the Butcher. Um, I've always enjoyed, you know, just listening to the, you know, the story because, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting to hear. Yeah, and so I, I hopefully, agree. um, and so hopefully I wonder what they'll have in store for the next season, whenever that's going to be. Um, cause like how many more, how many more stories can we tell? Or do y'all, well, I mean, ask y'all, do y'all think that, is there like one, like, Dark Sider, is there one event in wrestling history that you think, man, you would like to see Dark Side of the Ring cover? Cause I think they pretty much hit all the major shit. They did Owen Hart, Chris Benoit. I think Eddie Guerrero had one, New Jack. Um, I think I would be interested in seeing a story of Mike Awesome. Y'all, and how y'all, all that went down. Um, I would love to see one on Mr. Wrestling number two. Um, only because of, I don't know how I'm going to sound saying this, because of how how well regarded he's held in wrestling history. Now, it's kind of like Chris Benoit. He, he did something horrible, but you can't take away his wrestling ability. So I'm not in a way the wrestling ability and the things that he did in the ring. But, uh, yeah, I would I would love for them to dig in on that story from uh, Mr. Wrestling Number 2's teenage years. Um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, Mr. Wrestling Number 2, and for right now, his name escapes me. I cannot remember his name. Um, but he, he was part of a group of guys that gang raped a 14-year-old girl, 14, 15-year-old girl. Uh, Damn. He was 17 or 18 at the time um, in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, that's something I didn't know about that until, what, two, three years ago. And even then, I saw it in a post, and I did a little bit more digging and found an actual headline from a, a newspaper in Hawaii at that time. So... I would I would love to to see one on uh, Mr. Wrestling number two. What about you, Kurt? You have any that you'd like to see? Bill uh, Watts, I would be interested in seeing that. That would be a good one. Yes, I agree. Yeah, but I think they did Madden see a disservice on um, Dark Side of the Ring. It's that they if they cover they could have covered way more than what they did. I don't think it was long enough, and they missed a that lot. Would probably need, I about to say having probably need two parts. Yeah, they miss a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Hill um, Club. I thought it was Johnny Walker, but I didn't want to say that and be wrong. Oh, and I like with Hill Club. Louis Piccoli. Yeah, definitely. Louis Piccoli. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing that because it seemed like he was finally hitting some sort of... Uh, he was hitting a stride, and yeah. then he just OD'd. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> he, had, he, he, had stride, around, he had been around wrestling for a lot longer than people think. So, um, but there's so there's so many they can do one on. They can do one. On, I would love to see one on Gary Hart. Yeah, okay, um, yes, Yeah, uh, get, oh yeah, Gary, Teddy, Playboy Gary Hart, absolutely. Teddy, Teddy Long, I would love to see you know the the story of him because I think it's very intriguing. Yeah. I came from a referee to where he you know ultimately ended up. There's just so hey. many places you can go with. Have y'all seen that picture of Teddy Long and Ice Train? I didn't know Teddy Long had gotten that big. 
there's a picture. There's a picture of um. If I find it, I'll send it to y'all. There's a picture of Teddy Long and Ice Train when he was Ice Train's manager, and Teddy Long got on one of those Steve Harvey suits, and he got the whole double chin and everything. And I'm just looking. I'm like, that's Teddy Long. Like he was huge. Now I, I saw him ended up losing that weight. I saw him a few months ago at a, at a local wrestling show that I, that I went to. He, at that time, at least, he looked like about the same size he was uh, when he was the GM on SmackDown or whatever. Yeah, he was small then. Yeah. Just, he had a period of time where he was like twice his size. And I'm just like, what in the hell was that? <laughs> Hill Club, I wouldn't mind hearing the stories about um, why Dennis Condry left, but there wasn't any fallout between the members of the Midnight Express. Um Condry had other issues going on at that point in time. So it wasn't that him and, and uh, Cornette and Bobby fell out. Was, he had some other problems. I think that's when uh, I think that's when he first found out he had throat cancer, uh, but didn't tell anybody. Yeah, so, but they just, he just didn't show up. He never showed right, back yeah. up. Yeah, he just, no, just hey. ah, I'm gone. <laughs> he never showed back up. Hey. Uh, speaking of which, um, I, I would like to give a shameless applause uh, for some of uh, Cornette's collectible material. Uh, he is coming out with a special four-pack uh, of the Midnight Express for their 40th anniversary. Um, it'll be Cornette, <laughs> Sweet Stan Lane, Beautiful Bobby Eaton, and Loverboy, Dennis Condry's. Um, it'll be the first time that uh, Condry's ever had a wrestling figure, from what uh, from what I understand. Um, but with Bobby having passed, um, they were, they were splitting the, the money, uh, four ways. And with Bobby passing away, they've, uh, they've gone ahead and set it up where his kids and grandkids will get the proceeds off, off his cuts. So yes, uh, that was good to hear, but, uh, just wanted to plug that because I like collecting right. things wrestling related and I like the Midnight Express. So. One last question. Did yes, they sir. ever do did they do an episode on uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning? Not that I'm aware of. I would like to see that too. Yeah, I, I'm like Kurt. I, I think there's there's several directions they can take. Uh, yeah, especially during that time where, and, and I don't mean to make it sound like I'm making light of this, but when it seemed like wrestlers were dropping like flies. Yeah, I think they could actually do a whole either episode or a two part because a lot of those like you know Spicoli, Mike Awesome, Tess, mm-hmm. Kurt Hennig, like for a good, it seemed like for I, I don't think it was quite ten years. Or it might have been about ten years. By it was like a ten year period where we lost a lot of wrestlers, and yeah. come to find out, a lot of those wrestlers were either on drugs or you know, in the case of Chris Benoit, he had a legitimate brain injury, so. And this is all kind of shit, man. And this, I'm just like, it, it's because you know that all that stuff that started being investigated. Oh, I'm sure because they were they were they were like, especially the ones that was dying, they was ODing and having heart attacks and all that stuff. They had to go, they literally go, went and investigated all that shit, and then that's what kind of led to the wrestlers, you know, the wrestling business having to kind of regulate some things or whatever to make sure that the wrestlers protected themselves. Because, you know, at one point in time, Kurt Angle would have been among that. Well, Kurt Angle was almost on that list. Man, yeah. Kurt Angle said that he was taking up to 60 oxy yeah. pills a day. Yeah. He was almost on it. And it's a miracle that he's still alive today. I'm like, I guess God won't him live because 
He he was legitimately almost on that list of yeah. wrestlers that either either OD'd or they committed suicide or they you know or just just it, it, that was a wild time to be a, a wrestling fan. We was losing. We lost a lot of legends, a lot of guys. Yeah, man, so. I, I think they've got several avenues to go um, if they want to continue, and which I hope they will because I, I'm I love history and I love wrestling. Yeah. So you've combined two things that I love. Exactly. And and I, so I like it. I hope they do continue. Yep. So. Hey, I would love to see a dark side of football. <laughs> they can have a dark side of football, but it ain't nowhere near. Because I'm like, it's some stories like this in sports in general. Like, it's some stories that, you know, that need to be told as well. But Hey, man, so speaking of that um, <clears throat> and, and kind of taking a, a like, sidetrack to wrestling for just a second, but somewhat related – um, have you you guys heard about uh, people now are starting to bring up what uh, what Carl Malone did? I know, oh, yeah. I know some of that dust got kicked up around All Star time because he was one of the judges in the in the dunk contest. Yeah, and folks are like, "Why are y'all doing this? With this, y'all just overlooking what this guy did." Um, and uh, I just, I'm the same way. I just, once I found out what Carl Malone had done, like, I, I can never look at him the same way. So. Yeah. I mean, was, is it alleged? Is it alleged or has it been proven? No, it happened. Like, he finally, yeah, okay. like, here's the thing. I finally admitted it? He, here's yeah. the, he, yes and no. Okay. He, he, he now admits that that kid is his or or treats that kid as his. But he uh-huh. has never, as far as I know, never publicly admitted to having sex with that thirteen-year-old mother. Well, if he's saying that the kid is his, then yeah, yeah. So I give you a yes or no round. He hadn't admitted it, but yes or no. But because the kid is his, so then he, that pretty much to me, I'm like you. Yeah, it's, unless you donate it, just it, see. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like he. I think he mentally is still holding on to that. I allegedly did no. You you say this is your kid, you're saying it without saying it. I just look at it like this, because the statute of limitations is up on it. Yes, it's dead wrong. But, man, if you did it, you did it, okay? If you did it, you did it. You know? And whatever arrangement that y'all, between you and the mother, whatever arrangement that y'all worked out, God bless you. And that's the thing. They they had an arrangement. They, They decided not to pursue charges. Of statutory rape or rape or, or whatever the charge would have been. Child molestation, yeah. basically. Um, yeah. but they decided not to do that because they, they were, they didn't want to ruin his NBA career and he agreed that he was gonna, like, take care of that, that child or whatever. But then wow. never did it. Wow. And then there, he had a set of twins that he didn't acknowledge for the longest time. Wow. So it's hey, like, you know what? It's like a thing for him, but but you know what though? There's a lot of guys. Yeah, damn, damn. But then, you know what? Hey, there's a lot of guys just in the old, in, even now today. Like it's a lot of that shit going on or whatever. I just hope that nobody's dealing with nobody underage and all that. Because I'm like, bro, yeah. you in the NBA, you in a professional athlete, you making all this money, you can have any woman that you want. Is you know it's just a line that you don't it's it's just lines that you just don't cross in the end. With a lot of these, it's a lot of it's a lot of skeletons in these guys, especially these old school cats, man. It's it's a lot of skeletons in their closet, man. 
that I don't, you know, hey, if it never gets out, I probably would be glad <laughs> because I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, checking out wrestling this week, I said at the top of the show that uh, we're not going to run through the, the shows match by match and actually review them like that because, um, and I'm sure you two agree with me, Hill Club will probably agree as well, but wrestling is kind of like a creative lull right now, so everything's just kind of blah. Um, would y'all agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, AEW. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, let's talk about the... Uh, the, the, I do want to talk about the uh, foolishness and, and whatever that happened in AEW on Wednesday night with the Texas Chainsaw, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch. Um, first things first, this shit isn't special. <laughs> I'll mention that in just a second, Hill Club. <laughs> um, but. The match isn't special because we see basically death matches every week on AEW. There was no build to this. The only reason they're doing it was to promote um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that came out on Friday. It, the whole shit was just stupid. And uh, I told you guys on the on the pregame that I couldn't see the first part of it because they were backstage. It was dark and there was a red light that made things even harder for me to see. Um, Kurt, what were your thoughts on the match? Terrible. Fucking terrible. <laughs> Pouring the blood on them and then you got all these different fucking people involved. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I, I don't get it at this, all. This shit was just stupid. Did you get a chance to see it, Brandon? I did not, but I did see some uh, clips and highlights and some photos from it. And then when I seen that damn Leatherface, I bust out laughing. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you know what? It's not even worth me even. And they even had <sighs> a belt. Yeah. It's nice. yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't even know. I'll knock it for them even having a belt for that, but I ain't going to lie. I would love to have that belt. It's a nice belt. But, so, yeah. but yeah, I have no idea. So I, I don't know if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre deathmatch is going to become a thing now. Probably there. not. Hope not. Probably not. That was a one. That was definitely a one-off. They were just trying to get that payday. That was it. That was, that was a money grab right there. Which definitely, I, which I don't grab. disagree with. But I mean, just like WWE did with that Mountain Dew match. Oh God, oh, that shit was terrible. <laughs> That's that reminded me of that Mountain Dew match. It was a money grab. That's all. But uh, now. Here's the thing. Uh, another thing that, that Hill Club posted on the Facebook group was, uh, oh no, I think, I don't know who it was. What did you, I think it was you, Hill Club. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, of a, of a tweet from Chris Jericho talking about zombies. That sets wrestling back 30 years. But I guarantee you, he would go out in front of a live mic. And praise this match as as brilliant uh, uh, for marketing purposes. Hey, Dusty Dusty Rose did. He got on Twitter and was like, "Everybody trying to say how trash the match is and blah blah blah." But this was excellent, and he was like, "I hold the title for um being in the worst match of all time, that King of the Road match when he uh, <laughs> fought the Black Top Bully in the back of that truck, and then they, both of them got fired yep. <laughs> and they cut each other." He said that was the worst match ever, but you know, I don't know if he was being, I don't know how you know. But 
that, but it's just it's just been some horrible shit in the wrestling business. Yeah, I, it's and and like I watch I watch AEW one because we talk. I want to be up to date with what's going on, and we talk about it here on the show, but. The booking that they do makes it so hard to really give a shit. Um, it's again, we've said it a million times on this show. It's incoherent, incoherent. It's nonlinear. Um, they're they're putting matches together for the sake of putting matches together. Yeah. Why would you put Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy in a death match? One at this stage in their career. Two, neither one of them were the were the deathmatch types. No, and so it's just I don't. I feel like that's something that Darby Allen could have done. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that he would have been better suited in that, like him and maybe Jungle Boy or somebody. Like you know, I think they would have been better suited for that match because Darby Allen wrestles that type of style. You know, or you know, I. But nah, I mean, it, it was no build, no nothing. It just came out of nowhere. That one, like, this ain't nothing. But it's, it's that was literally a cash grab. That's all it was. I agree. I agree. And just the promoter and the promoter video game. They ain't got nothing to do with them. And the bad part about it is, I'd be sitting back on Wednesday, like, okay, I'm looking forward to AEW, and then just be disappointed every fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be disappointed every goddamn. And I'm so sick of these them and these goddamn stadium fights and all this shit. Oh yeah, all the time. Like, how many times we gonna have this shit happen? Now, who wants to see? I'm so sick of the black fool combat. I want all of them to go away for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I'm just all of them. it's just it's, it's I don't know. It's not very good. <laughs> no, it's not. But so looking at the all in card, um. I believe it's MJF versus Adam Cole uh, on the main card. I know that they're going to have their match on the pregame or whatever. Uh, so MJF versus Adam Cole for the world championship. As of right now, FTR. <laughs> Mr. Wrestling, I, I American, professional wrestler, career, personal life. Did y'all hear that? Y'all there? I heard it. What the hell was that? That was me. Oh, we got mid-show, mid-show commercials that I don't know about. <laughs> Look, hey man, I'm just glad, I'm just glad it's not dark. <laughs> hey, at least, hey, but listen, at least I figured out how to do something that we want to hear something. <laughs> <laughs> Hill Club said, what the fuck? I'm just, look, I'm just glad it's not dark. <laughs> the power out. <laughs> oh man. But, uh, yeah, hopefully FTR versus the Young Bucks. Uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen, if anything, with uh, Cash Wheeler going over to the U.K. Then you got Hikaru Shida taking on Soraya, Britt Baker, Tony Storm, all of them for the AEW Women's Championship. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I know it's I'm – being, I'm being provocative here, but – I'm going to go out on a limb and say that will probably be the worst match of the night. Um, then you've got the Golden Elite, which is Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi versus Bullet Club, Club Gold, Juice Robinson, Jay White, and uh, Takeshita. I almost said take his shit again. Mm-hmm. We'll do our 
predictions next week before the show. Um, okay, let's do that. Let me go back up to the top here. Um, for in this match, MJF versus Adam Cole. I, this is one I truly don't know where they're going to go with it, but if I gotta say, I think MJF. No, 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 we'll we'll do that next week, Brian. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying right now. Sorry about that. No, no, next next week, next week. Uh, then you got Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay, Blackpool Combat Club taking on Eddie Kingston, the Lucha Bros, uh, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends. A.R. Fox is taking on Swerve and Darby Allen. And, or no, this, I'm sorry. A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland. God damn it. Y'all want to take over here? A.R. <laughs> Fox and Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen and Sting in a coffin match. Um, CM Punk taking on Samoa Joe. Uh, or we don't have an answer on that yet. Hopefully we'll find that out tonight. Um, but we'd, we'd talk about. I think that's going to happen. Say what? I think that's going to happen. Uh, it, I think it he'll should. Be there. I think he'll be there. He got, he got to. Um, with, the, with that being said, talking about all in, uh, Brandon brought us an idea uh, for a topic of conversation on the show. Brandon, you wanna you wanna lay it out there? All right. So no problem. Um. So I was, you know, as I was doing my daily Twitter run, which is, you know, it's, it says X on the app, but fuck it, it's Twitter. So, um, <laughs> so um, there um, there's this um, there's this chick on there that I follow, and she's like a big wrestling fan or whatever, and she posed this idea of AEW and the WWE doing a forbidden door show, and it's called um, it was AEW and it had the WWE sign on the end of it for the W, and so I presented to the fellas, and I was like, hey, you know, what do y'all think about you know? doing like a, a five match or at least a five match um card with maybe some um some of our dream matches for say if they ever like if they did a show like that this year. Okay. Um that's that's gonna be tough. And I'm willing to do it though, but I I think that's gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah. Shout out and, uh to Hill Club, I don't stalk nobody. She just popped up. Okay. And she had a nice, um, she had a nice picture. So I thought we were doing that today. I got my yeah. Five. yeah, we are. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying it's going to be tough because I, I guess maybe I'm being a little pessimistic, but looking at roster versus roster, uh, trying to pick some people to to go. Um, Brandon, it was your idea. Let's uh, let's have you kick it off. All right. So let me uh, pull up my handy dandy notebook real quick. <laughs> if you watch cartoons, you know where I got that from. Alright, um <clears throat> shout out to Steve. Alright, so I actually have more than five. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, so these are my matches and this is in no particular order. Um got MJF versus Roman Reigns, champion versus champion, uh FTR versus the Alpha Academy for the tag team championship, the AEW tag team championship. I have um, Jay Cargill versus Bianca Belair versus Mercedes Monet in the three in the old school ECW three way dance. Um, I got and for the next ladies match I have a Carl Sheeta versus EO Sky champion versus champion. 
since they're both the women's champions of their respective shows. Um, I have Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. I have, um, I put the Dark Order by accident. What's that group <laughs> name with the House of with Black? The, thank you, House of Black versus the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley in a run. Don't shit on me for saying this, but in a trios match for the trios tag team title. <laughs> then I have the uh, the BCC versus the Judgment Day in a Stadium Stampede match. Oh God! And for the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> and for a pre-show match and for the pre-show match I have Darby Allen with Sting versus Carmelo Hayes with Trent Williams yeah I don't have that match okay alright um, I just I kind of my creative juices just got flowing I, I see yeah I see that's it <laughs> uh, Kirk you wanna you wanna fire off yours yeah so I, I have more than uh, five but Okay. The first one, I would say Jay Cargill against uh, Bianca Belair. House of Black versus the OC. FTR versus Street Profits. MGF versus Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns against Kenny Omega. Okay. Samoa, Joe, Samoa Joe versus Gunther. AJ Styles versus uh, Darby Allin. That's, that's all I got. Okay. Right. I like it. I like it. Uh, me and you have the same tag team match, uh, FTR versus Street Profits. Um, I think that would be a very good match. Um, then I've got um, MJF versus Austin. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on that kid's name? Former United States Heavyweight Champion. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Thank you. I'm sorry, folks. I'm blanking today. Um and I would like to see uh, House of Black versus uh, Judgment Day as well. I would probably give uh, CM Punk and Seth Rollins. I would like to see that one. And Roman Reigns, I would like to put him up against somebody in, the, in AEW, but I don't know who. Um but I would also like to see uh, Darby Allen versus Carmelo Hayes. And actually, I just started one for uh, Roman Reigns. Braun Breaker. Wait, they're in the same thing, though. They're in the same yeah. company. So that's that's. Oh, man, it almost did the same thing. But <laughs> Hill, Club, Hill Club actually has a good one. MJF versus LA Knight. That would not be a bad match, I think. I, I, I like it. Yep, I like that. So. Yeah, and I think that was Kurt that said Gunter versus Gunter versus Samoa Joe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That, that, that would yeah, be a hard hit. I, I, I didn't yeah. want to put too many matches on there, but that was actually one of the ones I wanted to put on the card yeah. as well. I like it. I that like would it. be that. That would be something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just beating each other to death. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, before we get out of here, is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss this week? Yeah. Yes, um, 20 years ago, one of the greatest, but one of the best uh, rap albums, not best, but one of the uh, classic rap albums, uh, Trap Music by T.I. came out 20 years ago today. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, I sir. I didn't know it. Man, that's uh, just so 20 long years. Ago. I remember yeah. I remember that finally. I was in, actually, I was in middle school. It's in eighth grade when that came out. Then... <laughs> Got his next album. I think it came out the next year. Urban Legend. Urban Legend is the first CD I ever bought with my own money. 
<laughs> yep. Let me see. I don't know if I can remember the first CD I ever bought. Um, I know the first CD I ever had uh, was Run DMC, uh, Raising Hell. Uh, but that was long before CDs were just yeah. every day. I can't remember the first. Yeah. I can tell you the first tape I bought. What? LL Cool J. I need love. <laughs> um, my first, my first cassette tape I bought again, uh, Run DMC. So <laughs> that, that, was, that was my second one, Run DMC. LL Cool J, Run DMC, and the Beastie Boys were my first three. I love Beastie Boys, boy. That damn, that that uh, uh that sabotage my shit. Um, I'm in that mood. I I, I blast that. <laughs> Kurt, yes, sir. Kurt brought up uh, LL Cool J and and Run DMC. Did you know? <clears throat> excuse me. That there is actually a story behind um, Peter Piper and Rock the Bells. I did not. Yeah. There. So apparently, while they were on tour together. If what I was reading, Ron took issue with some of the things that LL was doing. Um, he felt like it was taking off some of what he was doing, so it took away from his stage presence. So there was a little bit of beef between them, but then it it kind of heated up because on Rock the Bells, they were going to use that same beat because it's got bells in it. And that's why the song is called Rock the Bells. Well, Ron got word of that, and he called up Russ and was like, "Look, man, they, they, he can't do this. We're we're already using this beat. He can't do that." So Russ then made a call, and and that's why uh, LL song is more rock heavy than having any bells in it. Hmm. So interesting. Oh, let's and see. also go ahead. Oh. Uh, Thirty years ago, that and I, I, y'all shouldn't remember this. I remember A Ball and MJG first album coming out hard. That came oh, out thirty years ago this week. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite. That's shout out. Kurt is the reason why I'm a fan of uh, A Ball and MJG and UGK to this day. That's your fault. <laughs> He's the reason why. But man, that's one of my favorite. That's I'm probably gonna blast all this shit today while I clean up my apartment and all that. But man, that was one of my. That was one of. My, that's still one of my favorite albums. Ever. There's not a skip on that album at all. No, not at all. Not one. From the beginning to the end. Every beginning to the end and from the back to the front. Every single time. Hill Club said his first tape was, uh, I believe that's supposed to be Maxi Priest and Shaggy mm-hmm. Can't Lose That Girl. Maxi Priest. And Shaggy. Oh, speaking of that, I'm, I'm going into something else here. Did did y'all see the picture of Kid Rock drinking a Bud Light? At I saw a, it. A, a, yeah, yeah, this, I saw it. We don't we don't get into politics here, but I I had a field day with that online. So if you follow me online, just go look. I had a field day with that, especially on TikTok. So, um. But folks, that's the show for today. I, I apologize I, that I, I at least am a little off today. I'm not sure why, but I can feel it. I can tell it. Um, 
So I apologize for that, but I still had fun doing the show. Um, Kurt, what do you got to say before we get out of here? Um, everybody enjoy the preseason football because it is the second week. Um, collision comes on tonight, so watch that. And the MMA fight comes on tonight as well. Should be a good one. Is it on free or on pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. You got that. Okay. You can watch it. So. Yeah. All right, Brandon, what about you? You got anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, pretty much same, everybody. Have a great week. Um, starters playing this week in preseason football, so um, enjoy everybody that's you know going to be out and about this weekend. Be safe and um, just have a great week. We'll see y'all next week. All right, everybody. I, I echo the sentiments of my partners here. Just want to say enjoy your the rest of your weekend. Hope everybody has a great upcoming week. Stay safe and stay happy. Kurt, send us out of here, please. <laughs> The Hill Club, the Giants suck, by the way. Bye, y'all.